1: Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Basha here. Today, we have a super exciting guest, Michelle Brewbaker. She's the owner of Royalty Makers Book Publishing Club, which helps book publishing entrepreneurs scale their business. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thanks so much for coming on.
2: You're so welcome. I'm excited to be here.
1: It's a pleasure to have you. We're going to have some great conversation. We'll cover what's working, your challenges, and your goals. And I'm sure within that conversation alone, we'll have some great takeaways. Before we jump in, do you mind telling us a bit about your story and where you are today?
2: Oh well yeah, I had started publishing books way a few years ago when the big adult coloring book Craze came out. Because I'm a computer geek. And I thought eh, I can do that. So I slapped a few pictures in in a book and turned them into coloring books. And then I just did a million other things like all of us entrepreneurs do. We're always grasping at all of those things. Well, it started to pick up a little bit and then after a while. I said, you know what, that's, that's something I should give that a little more attention, uh, you know? And so I kept giving it more attention and more, and it has just grown huge. In fact, today I just passed over 70,000 books sold on Amazon all over the world. And that's super exciting. That has morphed into all kinds of, I call them mid content books, such as, uh, coloring books, activity books, puzzle books, and then also have a background in education. And so I started teaching other people online how to do the same thing. And so it's so much fun to work with clients and students. That's the Royalty Makers Book Publishing Club. And I show them how to do it too. And we create new books every single month together. Uh, And it's lots of fun.
1: That's amazing. That sounds so cool. So what made you want to get started with teaching people specifically?
2: I always have a passion for that. So all the way back through all of the things I've done, I didn't, I used to be in a web design business. I did, I did a whole bunch of things, right? We did all those things. But in between all that, I always did part-time teaching for local community colleges in the area. But it was, it's always been something that when I learned something really cool, I want to tell everybody about it. So whether it was, you know, how to get ranked on Google or or, you know, how to build your own WordPress website, whatever it was that I discovered that was really neat. I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys all got to hear about this. This is super cool. So, uh, and then because I have background, I was able to put together some, you know, put together the slides and put together a lesson plan and put it out there. And it just, I, I did six figures in my first 10 months of teaching courses online. So that was super fun and exciting. And since then I've had Thousands of people all, the wor- all over the world join the courses.
1: That's amazing. That's so cool. And congratulations on hitting that 70,000 mark, by the way. That is <laughs> yeah. awesome.
2: Love those milestones. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't we all? So with all the success, what is your focus going to be for 2023?
2: Wow, 2023. Well, the, the great thing about publishing and book royalties is that I'm earning income while I'm creating my next project. So just continuing to build that because, because it's like compounding, I guess, compounding interest. I'm getting paid, but I'm making my next thing. And then I launch the next thing and I'm getting paid for that while I'm making the next one. So whatever, you know, I have students that they've made their first $500 a month in royalties, you know, and they get that forever. That's a lifetime thing. And, and so it, it gets so exciting that you're like, I want to just, let's get that to a thousand or 5,000 or 10,000, whatever that is. Um, and, and so it's just continuing to build that but also being able to expand and serve people in a bigger way. Uh, this in 2023, that's what I've been uh, working on is how how can I serve more people and serve more effectively and, you know, go deeper into things for people. I'm continuing to get them all the time they come in, but it's like, you know, you always want to do more and have that impact, create that ripple effect for people.
1: Absolutely. So what's your what's your plan for finding more people to serve and helping them?
2: Oh wow! You get the secret out, right? I'm um, <laughs> uh, launching a magazine next year uh, in your mailbox sure. magazine. So there's there's a little insider tip there. I'm um, so I'm still putting that together to get that launched. Um, continue continue to do more in the video realm, people. I live on a farm in the rural country. I'm 55 years old, and in you know, a lot of my audience are seniors. Um, and so you know, they want that extra income. I have some younger people, but a lot of them are my age and older. And so they just kind of want to see that, you know, the lifestyle and behind the scenes. And so, so I just want to do more of that and share more of my life. I've kind of kept it, you know, all business, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, let them in. Yeah. Here's my hot rod car. Here's my horses, (laughs) my horses and my horsepower.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. That's so cute
2: yeah for those of for the for the listeners that
1: don't know she drives a really nice Pack. so yeah. um vroom, vroom. <laughs> vroom. <laughs> yeah. so what is your content strategy look like then for for the for the magazine and for mm-hmm. um the video content
2: oh the magazine will be featuring uh techniques other authors uh royalty makers is about earning more royalties and a lot of people that are in the book publishing world they they unfortunately fall into the trap of quantity over quality and Mm -hmm. i even did that too when i was a beginner i published a thousand notebooks you know what a waste of three months of my time don't ever do that Uh, but when i created those things that are high quality you know one thing can make you thousands of dollars a month so if you put the time and the effort to make it quality so that's what it's all about for for the audience is Being a royalty maker, it's that title of identity that says, hey, I make royalties. Entrepreneurs don't always make money. I used to call it publishing entrepreneurs mastermind. (laughs) Like, you know what? Not all entrepreneurs make money. Let's say what we are. And we are. We're royalty makers. We make royalties. That's what we do. We're generating and We do our research. We find those things that are hot niche topics, uh, find it, stay in that lane and, and go deep and make it happen and get those monthly royalties deposited directly in our bank account every month. It's super exciting.
1: Absolutely. That's really cool. I love the name. just Royalty Makers because it sounds like I mean, yeah, you guys are making royalty, but it just it sounds regal just by itself. So I love that. Um I
2: do. I do. I love it. Here's my here's my mug.
1: I'm a royalty maker. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. You should put a crown on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's your core goal with your content?
2: Hmm. That's wonderful. Um for the like yeah, the A lot of people do the book publishing and then they wonder why they're not making money. They hear somebody say, wow, it's shark week. Sharks are super popular. I should make a coloring book for five-year-olds about sharks. Well, Mm -hmm. just because of that is not a good enough reason. And it sounds fun. It sounds exciting, but they go to Amazon. If they don't go to Amazon do your research first, Amazon being the world's biggest online retailer. So that's where we go first in if that's not something that's popular or has good ranking or has good profit potential, then don't do it. But so many people fall into the trap. You know, they all get, they're on everybody's email list, They get all the emails that say, hey, buy my package of, of dinosaur coloring pages and just change them a little bit and upload it and you're gonna make all this money. And that's not the case. And people fall into that so many times and wonder what happened. Why am I not making any money? Well, because you didn't do your research. You didn't check to see what's popular out there in the first place. And so really to help people realize that you can make money doing this business and it is possible. You just need to, you know, get in the right lane and, and make that happen. So one would be, you know, getting people to believe and understand how to make it a profitable business, not just a fun business. Cause I'll tell you what, it's a heck, of a lot of fun. It's so much fun. And I love <laughs> making books for my family and for my grandchildren. They think I'm the big cheese grandma. Cause I can make a book for them <laughs> and that's fun, but it doesn't make me any money but I, but I also like making lots of money so I can take the grandkids kids on a trip. So, so there's both sides of that. So my message is really that you can make money doing this. You just need to do your research. Uh, and then when you do get it, start scaling it up, scale up the business, create it as a business. I love that my books are right alongside the biggest publishers in the world. And I'm sitting here in my little she shed studio office next to my back pasture in rural Oregon you know, and nobody knows who I am, but I'm right there alongside. And a lot of times beating the big, huge name publishers and we get to do that. And how cool is that? Right. That's amazing.
1: (laughs) That is so cool. Oh my gosh. So what's the number one thing that you have seen your students struggle with and what have you done to help them overcome those struggles?
2: That's an excellent question. Um, technology technology is probably one of the number one things, that fear of technology. And, you know, they think, well, I'm not a graphic designer. I can't draw. I, I don't know how to make puzzles <laughs> or activities. And, and I can't do Photoshop or any of that stuff. And the truth is, uh, you don't need any of that. <laughs> and, and so to get them to understand that, hey, I don't need to invest in this really expensive, you know, $1,000 software, because I teach them all how to do it in PowerPoint. And I have hacked the living daylights out of PowerPoint to make it do just about anything you want to do. And so I teach all my classes on, well, here's how you do it. You just insert a picture, put it here, move it here, layer it there, you know, change the edges, add this thing and that thing and, and bam, you're done. And they're just blown away. Like, oh, okay. I guess it wasn't that hard. (laughs) So to really be out the technology, it's okay. You don't have to be a computer tech geek on this.
1: Okay. That's that's pretty cool. So you've you've basically streamlined the process as much as you can for your students and for yourself.
2: Yeah. 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 So that they can understand that they can do it. Very step by step too. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. What is your um So you offer a course that helps people with selling these kinds of books on Amazon. What is the number one struggle that you've faced when it comes to Growing that portion of your business.
2: Oh, getting people to join my programs and courses—is that what you mean?
1: Yeah. So, it just it just oh, with that with okay. that with that side of your business in general, what's the number one yeah struggle that you've faced with that?
2: Well, when I first got started, I had an audience of twenty-two <laughs> on my email list, and so that mm-hmm. was my biggest problem right there. And I I didn't know. You know, I didn't have any training on funnels or training on, you know, how to do uh, email drip campaigns and all of that. I just didn't know any of that. I'm sharp cookie. I could figure it out, but you're not going to make a lot of money with only 22 people in your list.
1: (laughs) Right. So when I,
2: when I ran that first class, um, the second time around, I reached out to affiliates and the affiliates is a hundred percent how I grew it. I grew my business. Um, And then when one affiliate saw the other affiliate promoting my products and programs, then they said, Hey, I saw so-and-so promoting you. Can I be an affiliate too? (laughs) And I paid my affiliates a lot of money (laughs) for a while there. Um, But they get that commission. That's a high commission. So I'm splitting my profits with them, which is great and wonderful. I love that I'm able to provide an income for people and their families too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then when a, when someone would buy the next course, then I would have 100% of that instead of 50% of it um, for it. So now I've grown my own audience pretty big. Um, I'd like to definitely 10X, 10X that, of course. But my first problem was getting the audience in there. The Are you still working?
1: Are you, I'm sorry, are you still working with affiliates or have you looked into um, a little bit? Only
2: a have little Have you looked bit.
1: into other like creative ways of, you know, gaining more traction and growing your audience?
2: That's part of the reason for, for having that on the to do list for 2023 is doing more videos, is to okay. get more people. That's the aim behind that.
1: <laughs> gotcha.
2: Is to do it. Yeah.
1: So, with all of your success today, what is your biggest struggle as of right now?
2: i I would say um, building my team because uh, I can't do everything myself, and so and but I tend to. you know, if you've ever been burned in the past, which I was like ten years ago, and why do we drag that forward? I don't know, right.. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's ridiculous who knows (laughs) who knows why we think this you know you drag the one thing that's negative out amongst (laughs) the 99,000 good things uh but I have some team members but you know I need to grow that team because I can't I just can't do everything myself all of the time and so just really finding those good quality people uh that can work together on team Michelle (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and go into the next year with that I'm great at creating systems and and I, I train them what I want them to do so that's really good but but just being able to have them to you know go together and grow with me so probably mm-hmm. building a team I would say is the number one
1: <laughs> how are you planning on overcoming that
2: oh that's a good question um hmm. I don't think I have a plan for that <laughs> okay <laughs> that's okay it's plan. all good you know, uh, you know, I uh, keep looking for the right people. Yeah, you know, referrals. Yeah, just I, I—I don't know.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> have okay. I have reached
2: out to the local community college for interns, and I have worked with interns before. So mm-hmm. you know, I haven't heard back. It's the currently at the time of this recording. It's uh, their winter break time, right? Uh, so I'm hopeful to hear back from them too, because it's always nice to help work help somebody else and bring them up with you.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a great plan. Mm -hmm. So where do you predict that you might get stuck or slowed down on your path within the next 12 months? Mm -hmm. These are difficult questions. I know
2: it is, it is, but it's a good one, you know, and, and people need to think about these things. Um, Mm -hmm. um, And part of the reason to build a team is, is because, um seven months ago I had COVID which a lot of people have had that and then I had a difficulty afterwards um, with just a lot of regular daily thing daily tasks and things and walking and driving and stuff and so there's been days that I wasn't able to always get all the things done that I needed to so time is an issue there and having only a limited amount of energy to be able to do the things you need to get done is um is that roadblock (laughs) they're like okay I can only work for few hours and that's it that's all I got or maybe a few hours in the morning rest and then a few more hours and that and that's it and some days I don't feel well so I've been mm-hmm. able to you know work with my team to take my place sometimes or do some of my work for me so those are the challenges um you know I know I'm like I'm gonna get it done hustle punch today in the face <laughs> get it done girl so uh, it's hard to have a roadblock slammed in front of you when those things happen in life that you can't control uh, whatever that might be, you know, one year I, I slipped in the garden and fractured my wrist and surgery and all that thing. Cause it was shaped oh, in no. the letter S, but, but, you know, all those kinds of things happen to us in life. And, and you need to be thinking about that. I especially do at my age now, I think more and more about it, uh, but you don't know what the future holds. So having those mm-hmm. things in place, and I'm more conscious of that now with build the team bigger, um, I'm very, very grateful in my heart for having a passive income stream of book royalties, especially right now. And now it's the season, everybody's buying for holidays and stuff. So that's fun. It's fun to see that every day coming in. Absolutely. Yeah, to, to cover those. But to be able to reach out to more people in a bigger way, people see, oh, you made books. What kind of books do you make, Michelle? You know, where do we see that? How do we, you know, they don't understand. They think, hey, I need a big, huge you know, a big publisher to, you know, to a bit, to give me a publishing deal. And that's just not, not the case. And so I want to be able to get that message out to people that, Hey, you no, know, if you, if you want to either truly make some income here or just make something fun for your kids or grandkids, or, you know, one of my students, she, dri- she doesn't have any children. She drives a school bus <laughs> and, and she just loves children so much. She likes making children's things. So whatever your passion is to that, I can help them take them to that next level. Uh, take it to the next level with them, and whatever throws in my way to—it's been a thing that they've seen recently. That whatever life throws them at their way, this is—they're doing something that will help that in the future. Whatever it is, whether you want to take a day off right? <laughs> or get out of a job or whatever, provide a retirement income. Yeah. I'm gonna sit in my little rocking chair, at 80 years old, and my royalties would be dumping into my bank account. <laughs> whatever, whatever their thing is. <laughs> That, right. yeah, that, that they can do it yeah there's there, that's kind of the struggle is the team and mm-hmm. yeah growing that
1: but it's I, I'm it's important to think about that like okay what happens if tomorrow I need to take myself out of the business completely is it still able to run am I still able to make money is it still working so it's great that you're you're trying to find a strategy to work around that just in case you know because mm-hmm. you don't know what life has for I you
2: I don't know I don't know yeah. <laughs> none of us do we we, right we don't we don't realize that you know until the day you slip in the garden and bust your wrist in half you know you don't know (laughs) you're like what
1: (laughs) is that true did that happen to you
2: yeah see you have a scar on my wrist (laughs) oh (laughs) lord okay plates and plates and screws in there but had i been doing say a fulfillment by amazon business where i had to ship big boxes into amazon all the time or manufacture something myself that wasn't all digital and electronic I wouldn't be able to do that yeah so I like being able to work on the computer and and upload files and that's all I got to do
1: absolutely yeah so if you were to double or triple your revenue Mm -hmm. what are some challenges you might face or changes that you need Mm -hmm. to make within your business
2: challenges or changes those are good questions Mm -hmm. and I have I have doubled and tripled my business before and more um and I'm addicted to that, so I want to do it again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, if you were doing, if you were to do it again,
2: yeah, what challenges would it face, and yeah. and how would you do with them? Um, it's it's really just a matter of like not being able to do everything myself and mm-hmm. focus more on automations. Um, I haven't set up automations as much as I wanted to. I've done way better than I ever have before, but I know that there's a lot more automated things uh, that I can have ready for my students ready for my marketing systems and my funnels and stuff. I'm very technical. So I am able to set that up. I just, you know, the timing of it Mm -hmm. and creating products and programs that are not going to put me on a hamster wheel of content. (laughs) Right. So do more batching is is a method that I'm trying to do as well. You know, instead of knowing that I have to do something every day or every week, can I do three or four or 10 of those all at one time? And batch it so batching is the way that that helps me to get things done too and not feel like i'm under pressure or not feel like i have to get something done on a certain time and day so batching and there you go there's the batching is one method yeah and then just the the challenges you know the team members and but i'm planning on growing let's let's 10x it again girl let's do it (laughs) (laughs) and then do it again and again and again and and again again. (laughs) because gosh it's fun so much fun
1: I bet it is. I bet it's addicting.
2: Yes. You know, I know it's like, I don't want to tell my audience like, you know, I don't really have to be here. I can, I'm already killing it with books, but, but I still want to share and help them. Yeah, anyway. absolutely. And I
1: guess that's, that's your, your deeper why for what you're doing, you know,
2: Yeah. The to help people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love it. So what did you struggle with the most this year? And how do you plan on overcoming it next year?
2: Oh, wow. Uh, biggest struggle. This year. Well, half the year I spent not well. So right. obviously right. Yeah. wellness, uh, wellness. And, you know, I do everything my doctors tell me to do physical therapy, strengthening. Um, and I did have some team, you know, some team members I tried to bring on early on who, you know, ran away with the budget, that kind of thing. So being really diligent mm-hmm. about building team members. Um, And it's, it's difficult when you're an idea person and which I am, I'm an idea factory. I wake up at three in the morning and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a super cool idea. Oh my goodness. You know, I'm like everybody else that has a million domain names for it too. (laughs) And pen names, names. (laughs) got all of that. So, you know, one of those things is, is how to narrow that down and be like, I could go over here and here and here and here and I could do all these things, but what, when should I do? And I'm grateful that I have all the ideas because I know sometimes people don't have any ideas or have only a few. Mm-hmm. I just have abundance of them. That's why I give them away every month to my audience. Look, here, here's another one. Go, Let's go build that one. Uh, but to to stay more focused on that, on which ones. And you know, if you're looking at 80-20 rule, or you're looking at what are those things that bring you the most profit, least amount of effort, what things are easily scalable, the most scalable. So I've really put that criteria out there for myself that says, next time you have something that comes along, you're like, well, that's such a great idea. Run it through that filter that says, all right, Mm -hmm. is this something that how long will it take me to get up and running? Uh, Is this scalable? (laughs) Is it something that I can have somebody else operate and run for me if I'm not able to be present in that business? And, and so really nailing down those ideas and focusing on the ones that are the best ideas or the ones that I think are the best ideas because I'm one of those people big oh my gosh that sounds like fun let's do it and I'll do it and then I'll be wait a minute i i just neglected the other things I started last month
1: (laughs) (laughs) but I think that's that's super helpful advice I feel like that's a very common um denominator amongst entrepreneurs is that we have so many ideas most of the yes. entrepreneurs I know have huge whiteboards in their room or somewhere in their house. It looks Six like foot right
2: there. <laughs> yeah, I've got one leaning against my bed right now, so it was
1: in the background. Yeah. But yeah,
2: and I'm addicted like to my mastermind. remarkable, my remarkable two tablet. Oh my gosh, I'm so addicted to that thing. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's your whiteboard on the go, man. I love that. Thing. Oh my I gosh, build that sucker up. So there's my tip for you: get a remarkable girl. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll look into it. I'll look into it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just saying, I think that's a really good piece of advice for entrepreneurs is just like step back for a second. Okay. Seems like a good idea for running through those filters. Make sure that it's it's a feasible idea. So I love that. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um so what are what what piece what other pieces of advice do you have for anybody who's listening who either wants to build royalty, who wants to get into business, that kind of thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Well, any kind of business is, and we all have that shiny object syndrome, right? Like, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, squirrel, right? (laughs) And that happens to all of us out there. So that's a very big piece of advice for people is to do your research on things. We can fall into those business opportunities out there. And there's people, that's their entire business is making scams for people. So to just be really diligent about what you choose and the people that you follow, careful who I follow. I also try to be extremely authentic with people. You know, they know my numbers, they know my behind the scenes. I show them nearly everything, you know, how, how I've had 30 million impressions on my sponsored ad campaigns. Uh, you know, so I'm authentic, so I'm like, okay, I'm different than the other people out there. So trying to to show the real the, what, what is real out there. So if you're trying to look for a business opportunity, do your research, find out, you know what's really possible with something find out if those people are really genuine um you know my neighbor one time said oh come into this opportunity and I looked up the founders of the company and they were up on fraud charges for the last business they did and I'm like okay that's a no no <laughs> no, oh, no. Good. good luck with that uh, I wish you all the best <laughs> so do your do that's your so diligence sweet. do your research but also find those things that you enjoy too can you can you enjoy that uh, do you you don't have to enjoy writing. I don't write anything yet. That's one of my goals next year to do some actual writing. <laughs> I make all my books and I don't write anything, uh, but I will, but I do. I have some started yeah. projects, but, but that, that you might enjoy doing that. You might like doing because if you like it, you're more apt to follow through with it. too. Absolutely. So yeah.
1: Way. I totally agree. All
2: right. So if anybody
1: is looking to get in contact with you, what is the best way for them to find you?
2: Oh, uh, Okay, Go to my website, MichelleBrubaker.com, go to the contact there. It's probably the best way to do it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Our, uh group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six figure entrepreneur would like to come on the show, please visit top100interview.com. Bye.
0: Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free.